Hi, welcome back to my podcast, English with Lena. I am the CEO at English A1, which is my own language program where I teach one-to-one lessons to students and professionals and even teenagers. You can get more information on my social media platforms, which are my Instagram. You can find me there as English A1. You can write me an email as well. You can find my link tree on my TikTok account, English with Lena. I am originally from Lima, Peru in South America, and I teach people around the world. And in today's episode, I would like to talk about friendships. Friendships are supposed to last a lifetime. They are supposed to last forever, but sometimes that is not the case and it wasn't the case for me either. I remember that as I you know grew up and I became a teenager, of course my friendships became a lot Uh, much stronger, and our bonds became uh, a bit more, you know, uh, resilient and, and stronger as well. But as we turn uh, in, into our 20s and 30s, when we see life from a different perspective and we understand that, you know, adulthood is just a very, very convoluted, difficult journey. Well, we realize that the friends that perhaps we um, thought were our forever friends, maybe were just gone uh, in that stage of our lives when perhaps we um, needed them most. And I've always been a person who believed in friendships and who believed that uh, nurturing friendships and trying to make our bonds uh, stronger um, <clears throat> were very two important things in order to make our friendships last a very, very long time. And why not a lifetime? <sighs> But that wasn't the case, like I said. I remember that when I was um, in my 30s, I had had this friend for many years. Since since we were kids, we we had been pretty close, and we, you know, shared our our sadness and sorrows, our breakups, our pains. You know, we sometimes uh, maybe we went on a trip once or twice with. Uh, other friends that we uh, spent time with back then, I was very supportive. And I think she was very supportive, you know, uh, as well. But as mm, life became harder on her, uh, she became this person that maybe I thought I knew, but I didn't. She became someone who was not reliable. And I understood that sometimes even friends can actually keep you 
close to their inner circle because they need something from you. I've always been a very generous person. I, I was not only generous with my friends. I've been always generous with the people that I love. And I mean my family and friends, of course. Um, and even with, with strangers, I've always been a very generous person. And I always gave things from my heart without expecting anything in return. Um, however, with this person, I think I gave my all. I... I I showed myself, I showed my strengths and my weaknesses because friends are supposed to be transparent and are supposed to be honest, <clears throat> you know, in every level, um, you know, in full depth. And that's who I was and that's what I was for, for most of my friends or these friends who I considered, you know, my true friends. <clears throat> But um, when my friend turned a 30-something and she got pregnant, her life changed dramatically. Of course, it was an unwanted birth, uh, an unwanted child. And I'm really sorry to say that, but that was the truth. And she was not really expecting to get pregnant. It was not part of her plans. She was not thinking of becoming a mother back then. She just enjoyed life. And she, I think, was really immature back then she would spend you know days out of home and worrying her parents who couldn't sleep for nights because they did not know about her whereabouts she would get wasted friday saturday sunday monday tuesday sometimes she would show up at my door asking me to please take her home and you know, support her lie in front of her mom and to tell her that she had been with me all this time, which of course I did not comply with and which I did not really support. I was brutally honest and I said, okay, I can take you home, but don't, don't pull me down with you. You know, I mean, I am not part of this, and this is a huge responsibility. What if something horrible happens to you? People will blame it on me because they thought that I had been with you, which is totally false, and you know it. And of course, her mother uh, knew that she was a liar, a big liar, and she was very manipulative, uh, and, and she was being totally cynical. And, well, her mom knew me better. She knew that I was a very hardworking person, that I was really responsible, and I would never do such a thing. And so when she got pregnant, I was very supportive because the biological father of the child was just gone. He just vanished as soon as he uh, uh, was told that she was pregnant and she was expecting their baby. And I was very supportive. I remember that I would uh, take her to the birth control with with the pediatrician and with the doctors. And I, I would go with her, you know, and um, so that's that's what friends, you know, are for, you know, and that's what I did. I thought she was really appreciative of all those moments when all her friends with whom she would go out every single weekend 
and get wasted, they, they also vanished. They were not there. They simply were not there, you know, unlike me. I was always there in the good times and in the bad times. But most importantly, in the bad times when she felt perhaps lost and insecure, uh, perhaps uh, abandoned, insulted, isolated, displaced, misunderstood, ignored. I was there. I was the friend that I thought we would be for the rest of our lives. But I think that friends are supposed to be brutally honest. And I remember that one day I was uh, the witness of something appalling. When her daughter had grown up, and I think she was about five, you know, you know, kids always beg for attention. They're always, you know, misbehaving. And they're in the this process of learning what is good and what is bad, what's wrong, what's right. And I remember that we were in, in her bedroom. I was um, with her, you know, just having a chitty chat while she was doing something on her computer. And her daughter was just, you know, bothering her. She was just being a kid, you know, really playful and disobedient. And I, I saw when she just pushed her onto the bed and she somehow like attempted to strangle her. Like he grabbed um, her from the neck and she was like hysterical. The, the, the girl, the little girl was crying. My friend was like yelling at her saying like, I don't want you. I don't want you. Why were you born? Why were you born? And things like that. Things that you, you never say to a kid. That really broke my heart. And that was like eye opening to me. And I was really worried about the well-being of that child. And I remember that a couple of days later, I had a, a very serious um, talk with my friend's mother with the grandmother of the of the kid, of the little girl. And uh, I was really devastated and heartbroken when I told her. And it, it was something that really worried me. And I think that her mother already knew, you know, what my um, best friend was thinking and how irresponsible she was and how she neglected her own daughter, you know, at all times. Because um, she also left the uh, little girl you know, uh, under the care of, of of her grandmother, you know, so that she could disappear for, for days, you know, and, and do her thing as though she was not a mother and as though she was still in her early 20s. So she was, she was this irresponsible woman that I just didn't know. And uh, I thought that she was going to change. I thought that she was going to, you know, you know, put her feet on the ground and settle down now that she had a baby, but it was totally the opposite. So I was really disappointed, and that's why I decided to have this conversation with my friend's mother. And, well, you know, and that's that's when um, my friend's mother decided to uh, take legal actions to, um, well, uh, become the... There's a, there's a legal terminology for that, which I cannot recall right now, but she was going to be uh, the caretaker of this child. She was going to have like the full custody of, of the little girl. 
And when my friend uh, knew about it, she just became totally crazy and she lost her mind. She uh, insulted me and she called me names. Um, she said, she questioned my attitude, like why I had taken the, why I had made the decision of having this very personal, straightforward, open conversation with her mother about the way she was treating her own child. And of course, I did not really engage in that kind of argument with my friends. So, well, I just decided to walk away. It all happened in her place while my friend's mother and I were having some coffee in, in, in the kitchen. <clears throat> well, that was the end of it. That was the uh, end of her a long friendship, but I think that it was um, a wake-up call and it was, I think, a, a breaking point in my life because that's when I realized that um, no matter what you do, there are people who you consider your friends who are totally, totally um, what can I say, cold-hearted and that's when you realize that all this time they have been just using you. They've just been by your side because it was just comfortable for them. And um, I'm not going to say all of the things that I, I, I did for her and how I helped her as well. But I'm talking about the emotional uh, responsibility that exists between two really good friends or, or at least two people who are supposed to be really good intimate close friends um and so it was all gone you know it all disappeared the way she attacked me with her words were a lot more painful than rocks thrown onto my face and of course i was not going to you know um, allow her to hurt me and that's why i decided to to walk away and i left her and her mom there and she just I think that the following day when I met um, with uh, my friend's mother, she told me that she had just lost her mind and she, she had thrown all the furniture and she had slammed the doors and she just, I think she packed her stuff and, and moved out and she left the little child with, with her mother there, with her grandma. Well, and um, and my point is that um, I think that there are moments when uh, that are eye-opening like this one, and that's when you realize that, okay, no matter what you do, um, in order to foster this kind of relationship with someone, with your friend, and all you get is just, you know, um, totally um, ungratefulness and lack of respect and lack of appreciation because I was coming from a very good place. You know, I didn't mean to hurt her. I didn't mean to get involved. But that's, I, I thought that, she, that I had the responsibility and that I had the, uh, uh, this, this bond that I, th and I felt that I was able to express openly what I thought because I was speaking with, with, with her. I, I, I remember that a few times I, I, I sat down with my own friend and I said everything to her, like to her face. Hey, you're, you're not, you, you don't behave like that. You don't treat your own child like that. Many times I've told her that, you know, but when it escalated 
you know, uh, to that point where I saw it with my own eyes, I just got panicked. And all, all I wanted to do was to protect that little girl. And that's how our friendship finished, just because I intervened. That's and because I I I, I wanted uh, what what I what what I wanted the most was the safety of that little girl who didn't have a father and who didn't have a mother. Who didn't have a mother, who was perhaps doing drugs. That's what people said. What's all, all what the rumors said back then. And evidently, she she used to get wasted every single weekend, and we all knew that, you know, and we were all worried about her. Um, and of course, you know, there was a situation when I helped her mom, you know, to, um, I mean, to get her into a rehab center, which, which was one of the reasons why she hated me for the rest of her life. I don't know what she thinks of me right now. She's moved to a uh, to a different country right now. She's not living in, in Peru anymore. But I think that what I see from from her social media platforms, which I do not really believe, you know, um, uh, to, you know, fully that what you show on your uh, social accounts is one hundred percent true. Because we just we would rather show only what looks nice. And share what's just what looks good with the world, and not our dark and darkest and deepest thoughts. Um, apparently, she's doing okay, and um, uh, I, I know that she's brought the her daughter now. I think nine or or ten years old or eleven. I don't know how old she is. With her to to this foreign country where she's living in right now with another partner and. And their own son, um, um, and I think that well, I hope that she has reflected, and that she has become a better person, just for the well-being of of their of their own kids and of her little daughter. You know, because um, a child needs their mother, and a child needs their father, and and there nothing compares to that kind of love and affection that they both can give them and the love and affection that our parents can give us. Uh, my ex-best friend's mother loved her dearly. And I know that she's resting in peace and I think that she might be, you know, uh, in peace right now, you know, watching over them and knowing that they are now back together. And I wish my ex-best friend the best, you know, I wish her the best and I, I wish the best for her family and just all the beautiful things, you know, for her and for, for her children, for her family now.